0: I'm Katie and I'm Olivia and we are podcast by proxy Canadian true crime welcome
1: we're live before 10 a.m Four ten 10 a.m. and we're a little bit raspy today so
0: bear me with me organically it's my morning voice but olivia had a much more
1: intense weekend well two weekends, two back, weekends. To back my voice like barely came back to life before saturday when my brother's wedding happened and i just lost it all over again um <laughs> so this this is the best i can do we'll take it yeah, there's a lot of yelling, a lot of scream singing. We all know how it is. Actually, I woke up Sunday cheering. morning and me and my dad sounded exactly the same. So I guess he had fun too. Shocker, you guys look quite alike too. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, really wild to be in two weddings, back-to-back weekends, that two people I'm very close your to. One of baby brother. One, my baby brother. The other, my childhood best friend that I've known since I was like two years old. Ah. So it was just these two... <laughs> really monumental weekends for me all at the same time which was kind of cool and allowed me to like enjoy wedding week if you will like I kind of just made it an event it was like New York Fashion week
0: for you a hundred percent
1: so it was like I had the whole week off basically last week I only worked at my regular job one day um and it was cool so yeah, thank you, you to my friends and my family for that. The
0: pictures were so
1: pretty. I cannot wait to get like the professional photos from both because I don't know, like the iPhone photos and the memories are so nice, but I just feel like mm, I'm so excited to get. I those like back. that
0: picture of you, your mom, and your cousin.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. I like. And I saw I love family Sandy's lipstick. I saw family from out of town. Um, Sandy would hate for me to tell this on on the podcast, but... Tell it. Tell uh, it. I saw Seven Drink Sandy for the first time in my whole life. Uh, she danced oh. with my dad's tie around her neck. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say she
0: danced, like, pulling your dad's tie, like, as in, like, she was, like, all over your dad on the dance floor.
1: No, no. She just put his tie around her own neck and, and danced that way. <laughs> it was amazing. Honestly, um, both weekends Your parents were, are the best. They really are. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was magical, both of them, so... Be in your friend's weddings. It's fun.
0: Yeah. I was just like in awe of the pictures you were posting this weekend. I loved everything about it. It's very like I loved the vibe. And again, I said this immediately. I was like, I love the color palette. (laughs) Yes. The color palettes. It was so good. And it just was so like earthy and neutral and like it fit the surrounding area so well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, both both weddings that I was in, they were really <clears throat> different, but they were so perfect and so beautiful, and like spring wedding. And um, this weekend was a very West Coast wedding with the weather. But, well, now um, you have a
0: summer wedding coming up, still to be. I in. do, yeah, and then and next... then I want to have a fall wedding, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna give you every season. We need just okay. Anyone listening out there who wants
1: to invite us to a winter wedding, we we're missing a season. I'm I'm personally missing a season. So if you're having a winter wedding, I would like an invite, please. Thank you. Yes.
0: Oh, wait, is Thanksgiving in the winter?
1: I don't think the winter no, technically starts until December. It's yeah, like December so it's 1st or 5th or something silly like that.
0: My cousin did get married at a resort over Thanksgiving, and then we had a huge Thanksgiving dinner as her wedding dinner. It was actually really fun and different. And That's fun. It was, it was actually really fun. Yeah, and yeah. it poured rain, but, like, in the way that we were just, like, all out in the rain laughing, and it was what it was. And-
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have definitely entered, like, the wedding era of my life. I think everybody goes through that, like, two or three years where everybody in your life is getting married. And so I've just yeah. accepted that, like, this year, next year, probably 2025 are going to be all jam-packed with just celebrating everybody's love, which, I mean, who's complaining about celebrating love, really?
0: Yeah, Well, remember, like, just before COVID, I think one year I had four weddings, and it was because the person I was seeing, their friends were in that, like, few-year window, so I was going to Mm -hmm. all those weddings, so it was great. Mm -hmm. And now, I feel like my friends are starting to, and, like, Simone's friends are starting to, so he's like, we now have all these other weddings to go to. That's part of the reason, too. I was just telling Olivia, we were going to get married in 2024, we've now decided to move it to 2025. It's just more practical with, A, the weddings we have coming up, they all involve a lot of travel, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to be rushing through our own planning, and B, I want to enjoy planning, and I
1: felt already like I wasn't going to enjoy it that much.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so. And, like, honestly, this podcast takes up a lot of our times as well, and so it can be harder to dedicate, like, a huge amount of time to something like wedding planning when you're also working and I know Katie is going to be wanting to buy a house so that takes up a lot of your time and energy too to like budget and plan and save and look and it's just we only have me I'm gonna need you yeah we only have so many hours in the day so I love that you are not stressing yourself out because it really doesn't matter when you do it it's gonna be perfect when it happens so I yeah, love that and that for you. piece
0: of paper in the grand scheme of thing is not what's important. It's like our life together. So, finding a home we like is more important than yeah. that piece of paper.
1: Totally. Uh, speaking not of all this change. wedding chat, I am now immediately after we're done recording this, going to log off and watch the "Till Death Do Us Part" special on Disney Plus of Courtney and Travis.
0: Ooh, I'm the same. Because I saw
1: that that came out while my wedding chaos was happening, and. I would love to watch that. And did you read Courtney's big post about, like, being a private person and blah, 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 blah? Is that where you saw it? No. I just saw, like, a Hulu-sponsored post or something. I literally (laughs) have, like, not been. Of course, you saw a targeted ad instead. (laughs) Like, I've posted a little bit on my story and stuff, but I have not been on my phone at all in, like, a week. Like, scrolling or seeing anything. Yeah, I was experiencing.
0: Your little brother's one and only wedding... Also and you were present for it.
1: Shout out this to weekend. all of my little brother's friends. When I got up to do my speech, they like announced whoever the MC was like announced. And they like woo, 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 woo. They gave me a full applause before I even got up there to do my speech, Aww. which I thought was so cute. I love them all. So I yeah. should
0: have texted Nick and been like, "Can you tell your MC to introduce Olivia as the host of podcast by proxy <laughs> and your little sister no. just to embarrass her?" Because <laughs> no, I think no, no. he would have. Yeah. and i do have your brother's number Nick, oh i know if you're listening next time
1: next time there will be no, no i just next mean next time. time there's an
0: mc you're responsible to get that message through not next got time it. you get married i said it was your one and only wedding buddy i mean
1: got it got it got it got it.
0: um also in big news though next monday yeah we are taking a little toodle over to vancouver we're gonna hop on that ferry boat we always talk about a toodle a toodle Someone said it to me the other day, and I they oh they said oh you better just tootle over that mountain there, as in the Malahat. Oh
1: yeah, just a little tootle over the Malahat. toodle hat. over that mountain there, and now I can't stop using the word tootle. I think it's adorable. We are though. We're literally going on a podcast by proxy field trip. We are. <laughs> we're going to it's Vancouver. We are up. going to go to the Sexo Four n- uh, Network Studio to meet the network and see the studio and hopefully do a little bit of work there. We're very, very excited. It's our first pod... Well, actually, it's not our first podcast field trip. We did Con, but um, it's our first... But that was a little more fun. This is a little more work. And this I is, am excited this is for a work trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. The show... I feel like I say this every every single week, but the show is continuing to really grow. And every time we see a message from any one of you, any new listeners... Uh, we get so excited. Somebody Anyone recently. correcting me? Anybody correcting us? I mean, we're fi- we're fine with <laughs> that too. But no, I, I saw yes. somebody recently say like, "Oh, I just started listening, and I love I love it, and it just it really brightens our day, and it keeps us going." So you know, keep I also them love <laughs>
0: seeing like, "Hey, I started listening because of this episode." Like, 100%. I like to know the episode mm-hmm. people like starting on or yeah. why they started listening. Because you know, when you listen to one episode, then you type in that case name and you go find someone else. So mm-hmm. it always makes me interested to see like. Who was getting people's attention and whose case is getting the awareness? Because it's important.
1: Yeah, and we're just happy to have you here. So, uh, with that, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Podcast by Proxy, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Podcast by Proxy. If you do follow us on Facebook, if you wouldn't mind going and giving us a five-star rating on Facebook, I noticed the other day our like rating review on Facebook, there aren't very many of them, um, so we would love to get that boosted. But also if you feel so inclined on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen, if you can rate a review, all of those things are free and really help our show. Um, gain traction, gain new listeners. If you're gonna leave a review, maybe why do you like the show? Because people mm-hmm. read those, and and they might start listening if, if something speaks to them, if you will. So, uh, that's that's my little tootle. I wanna speak to
0: you quickly, even though you don't care. The people out there who do care, like really care, right now. And I wanna take like a hard left into like Scandival for a second, <laughs> oh, from Vanderpump, okay. because I listened to well, finally the guy d-bag he totally came out and went on a podcast to give his side of the story so of course i'm going to listen to it because i've listened to everything else and i want to know both sides Mm -hmm. i want to know what was going on and i knew there was this big rumor that he was trying consistently to have conversations about separating and she would walk out of the conversations and stuff and i wanted to know if that was part of it and if that was true not that it changes the cheating you were still together if that conversation wasn't complete don't cheat. And, like, but you
1: can... If the it, other person is refusing to walk out, you can still do that. Yeah. Pack
0: up your shit and leave. Like, you, you can still don't make that the decision. You don't
1: have to have the conversation if it's if it's Agreed. that serious for you. So I'm sure other people have listened
0: to it and think it's just, like, the most... It's hard to listen to. It's terrible. He's fumbling over his words. He doesn't know how to answer. But the part that bothered me is it feel to me, and I, this is my opinion only... Why did it take Howie Mandel, who was hosting the podcast, 50 minutes before he, in his own words, said that he didn't condone what he did and that cheating wasn't the appropriate course of action? Because at the beginning he says that he does not think anything that Tom did was that big of a deal. Oh. And he is like defending him for the first, I say, 50 minutes. And I'm so annoyed. It completely changed my opinion of Howie Mandel. Well, it didn't completely. It changed my opinion of Howie Mandel to a certain extent. And I thought he was kind of a positive person in Hollywood in a way. Like, I just never heard a lot
1: of negative. I knew he was Mm -hmm. a germaphobe. I was going to say that's the only thing I know about Howie Mandel is that he hates germs. Yeah. And he really talks
0: up. Like, he pumps Tom Sandoval's tires over and over again. And that's the patriarchy. It bothers me, too, as a man who's hosting this podcast with his adult daughter who mm. full well knows everything that's going on in Vanderpump Rules because she's into Bravo. Mm-hmm. She can, You can hear her trying to kind of stop her dad at a few times being like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. And like trying to correct the narrative before he goes too far because he is sweeping a lot of it under the rug. And I just, I
1: don't know. I just have very kind of strong feelings. A, yeah. Like what kind of a example, example are you setting is for it? your child? Well, when he's like, saying he didn't you do don't
0: have kids wrong. you're not married so why does it matter kind of thing is Howie Mandel's perception of it but they were together for 10 years they own a three million dollar home which he has refinanced from what we hear to fund his restaurant like they have a lot of other
1: factors tying them together also I feel like being married with kids isn't the only indicator for deserving loyalty no. in a relationship like that's ridiculous
0: a lot of people don't want to get married or have children. Outrageous. They want to, to choose
1: a life partner and have yeah. the same level of commitment to them. Yeah, like I didn't listen to it, so I don't. I don't know what he said, but that's it's fair. It's ridiculous to insinuate that if you're not married and you don't have children, that your relationship isn't worthy of like loyalty and respect. Like that's.
0: I would actually be ridiculous. interested to hear your take on it, only because Howie Mandel comes into it going like. I don't really know much about this. I know what I see on the internet or what people have told me and I'm interviewing him. So you would know, like, you'd be Howie Mandel's level of involvement. So
1: I don't really know anything about it except for what I've heard and I wouldn't go on a podcast and say that he did nothing wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Based on, like, the limited amount of knowledge that I have because I am a firm believer that... It's okay to be unhappy and not want, want what you have anymore. It's mm-hmm. okay for people's minds to change. It's okay to fall out of love and not want to and decide that you don't want to spend your life with somebody like that it's doesn't make okay you a villain. It's even okay to love two people at the same time. Sure, none of those things make you the villain, but as soon as you start lying and deceiving and playing with hiding people's actions. feelings and hiding your actions to do so, that's when I have the problem. Yeah. Because it's emotional abuse at the end of the day, yep. no matter how you cut it. Um, and that's my opinion. Agreed.
0: But I just wanted to get that off my chest because I know that's there's going to be a few people listening who are also up to date in all this information. And I don't know.
1: I just I felt icky. I promise you guys we talked for like 45 minutes before we hit record, but my life has been so busy that Katie and I have like never got a we never get a chance to talk lately. And so we have a no. we have a lot to hash out. I know this is a really long intro. We just we have a lot to say. It's also our show. <laughs> it's true. I just looked at the clock and I was like, oh fuck, we've already been gabbing for 15 minutes. You know what though? People that are invested in Scandal right now will appreciate the
0: last five minutes of me ranting about that because they're going to, they're just going to care.
1: Also, my dad on the weekend was like, I love listening to when you guys just chat. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, hi, dad. <laughs> hey, dad. Hope your dog walks going well. All right. I am so though. <laughs> with your dog, not dog. <laughs> yeah, literally with the with the animal that is yours um i'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to tell me today though i have no even indication of what the story is oh i did send you the name i said have you heard of this and you said no oh that's 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 the whole conversation
0: we had about that is yeah okay (laughs) yeah i sent you a name you know this no great sure don't every time i get about three pages into my notes i have this panic that we've done the case every time
1: Um, before we start, though, I know we were so close. We were so close. (laughs) Almost (laughs) Uh, there, guys. (laughs) I did, I did post it on our Instagram, but I wanted to just say that I am thrilled to finally hear that Stephen Bacon has been sentenced uh, for the murder of Michaela Chang in Nanaimo, B.C., really close to where Katie and I both live. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been ongoing for, I think, like six years plus at this point. Say, the Bacon brothers have been a common coin term. Katie is Katie's fucking sick of hearing about them. But this case specifically has been ongoing for so long and uh, caused so much Heartbreak in grief. the community of Ugh. Nanaimo and grief that is still ongoing Maybe to Island today. Even. I talked to teachers in Nanaimo who still say that their kids are suffering from this loss. Um, and so he was sentenced last week to 20 years without the possibility of parole. He had pled guilty to second degree murder sometime last year. Um, and so you know there will never be a long enough sentence for Stephen Bacon in my opinion. Like. 20 years life, it'll never be enough. But um, I am happy that that there's been finally justice served. And I do really want to tell that story um, in the next couple of months on the show now that we have the information, Uh, because that case was under a publication ban for so long. um, There really wasn't enough information that the public was even aware of or that was able to be told. Um, so we, we have talked about Michaela's case a couple times briefly, but I do want to give it, it's her, her, her own moment. Um, and so we will be covering that soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I wanted You're to right. say. I
0: am just but. fed up of their names. Not right. hers. It's not about her case. No, the Bacon she Brothers specifically. The- I'm case so fucking, fucking sick over the Bacon Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: fair. Yeah. Really fair. Ugh. Yeah. Really fair. But with that, uh, let's hear what Katie has to tell us.
0: We're going to the Apple Capital of Canada today. Do you know where that is? No. I was just going to say, what is the Apple Capital of okay. Can I go there? I love apples. I thought this would
1: have been in the Okanagan. Yeah. I thought that would be here. Yeah. It's I, not. I was just going to say, is it in the Okanagan? It's not? No. We're going all the way over to Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia? Right? <laughs> That's so random to me. Yeah. Huh, so okay. apparently...
0: We're going to a little town. It has about, like, 2,400 people at the time of this case. It's called Berwick. And it's in the Annapolis Valley region, which I always want to say Indianapolis, and it's not. (laughs) And they call it the apple. It used to be the apple capital of Canada. Interesting. Obviously, like, harvest has diminished over the years. But it was our it was
1: the Apple Capital of Canada. East Coast has really taken all the capitals. Hey, we got like the maple yeah. syrup belt over there. And now we got the Apple oh, capital. And also just like the country's a capital. Lot of natural
0: sugars over on the East Coast though.
1: <laughs> Watch out for that diabetes
0: there. <laughs> um it's funny though, because like in the city center they still have like this ginormous apple as a display, even though they're not the apple capital
1: anymore. And now they're known for like making tires and Farming chicken. Well, apples are cooler than a big tire statue, so I can see why they kept it. <laughs> True. Shut up. <laughs>
0: um, I am in a blanket trigger warning that this case is I thought really horrible and graphic
1: and I no children. I was but I'm gonna just say putting it out there. But it can't possibly be worse than the babies.
0: Even last night I was like, God, am I doing two really bad cases? And I was like, I pulled an Olivia. Oh God!
1: Somebody literally gave us a three-star review and was like, "I love your show so much, but I can't handle episodes about babies." And I was like, You know what? I get it. It's fine. I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> Next time, at the beginning, I was going to be like, "If you don't like baby crimes, skip this episode." Yeah. Just, Please don't write those negative Okay.
1: Well, I'm happy to hear that there's no babies, but trigger no, warning. No babies. Yeah, blanket trigger warning okay
0: yeah so october 23rd 2013 it's 1 45 a.m middle of the night james Harver and shannon taylor they work um like packing papers into the bags and then delivering them to the local gas stations for sale that day so they're out distributing and assembling papers so, outside the Petrocan, they would be stuffing the bags, filling the order, and then they take them in and go to the next Petrocan. That's their morning route. Okay. They're at the Petrocan on Commercial Street when they hear a bit of a commotion, they see some weird things happening, and they see just two men coming in behind them, which is rare for this small town to even see anyone out at this time of night. So, two guys. One fifty-eight a.m., so about 13 minutes later, the guys... Pull out an empty coolant container or a jug of some kind that they can see from a distance. One of them goes to the pump and one of them heads into the store. Both are wearing rather dark clothing. One looks like it might be like a pattern or something like that according to them. When they go inside, the attendant in the store later confirms that the pattern they thought they saw was like a red and black plaid jacket. And the man says, my truck broke down. I just need to, my buddy's out there. I need some gas in that container. So, his shitty old trucks down the road, James, the guy packing the paper, watches them add gas to what is actually not a legal gas can. For anyone who knows, the red jerry cans are all you're allowed to legally put gas in. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So they're putting this into a container that previously had other chemicals in it. So, like, to James, who's, like, quite familiar with vehicles, it sounds like. Or just has common sense Mm -hmm. is like, why would you risk putting coolant or windshield washer fluid or something into your gasoline? That seems stupid. Yeah. And illegal, but mostly just stupid.
1: Mostly just seems like you would probably not put that in your car.
0: Yeah. Like if you care at all about your car turning Mm -hmm. on and running properly after you put said gas in it, you just wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's like we all just do that double check we're not putting diesel in our gas tank. Yeah. Same kind of thing. You just know you don't put anything else but gas in your gas tank. Yeah. The attendant confirms later that they got $10 worth of gas, they filled the container, and then James and Shannon were able to uh, identify that the guys went north um, on Commercial Street where they were standing. Around 2 a.m. near what's called Foodland, the grocery store, which is down at the end of Commercial, which is where they were heading, the two young men are headed towards what is a huge, like, amber glow that you can kind of see from, like, the outside edge of multiple cameras. So there's no cameras directly at Foodland, but every store kind of has their own, like, street front camera, and in Mm -hmm. each camera, you can see, like, an orange glow. So fire...
1: Okay. Get he's like, there. bingo. Yeah. I'll be picking up and I'm putting down. I am. Um, so arson, if, like, if you will. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like two blocks from the gas station. So you can imagine there's probably like three or four businesses on each side. Yeah, yeah, And then from my understanding, the way I saw it when I Googled it, it looks like you go down commercial and you're like looking at Foodland. Okay. So that's my impression. So just... Work with me it's while it's like I'm a main street, this. and then the yeah, grocery and store that's like, like the one the big end. store in this little town kind of thing that's at like the end of a street.
1: I got it. I got it.
0: Yeah, the street looks like when I Google mapped it, it takes about twenty minutes to drive through. So I think it's like Duncan kind of. Yeah, it's not much different, and we have a few big grocery
1: stores. So I picture it like that. Duncan traffic is getting wild, by the way. It is. If you have to take like what they're, we call the main drag, <laughs> they're gonna need to make
0: like an overpass oh god could you imagine if we get like the mckenzie overpass like, like over but li- at
1: this point you, you literally need to be able to go like over or around duncan like going through but you duncan, can go around duncan in like three different areas if yeah, you know fair. the town that's the thing well you, yeah you have to know like if you though. live here you don't take the highway you don't take the main road no you just like no. go the back roads but nobody knows that
0: yeah no anyway. like i would go off the highway at my house and i would go along that around. road past town
1: yeah. yes Anyway, for next time. it was, just, now you know it was that. just a sidebar.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to October 23rd, 2013.
1: Yeah. 209 AM
0: now. So we're about another ten minutes later.
1: Yeah.
0: Terry Daudry, who is a clerk working at Foodland, looks outside and he can see that a bus shelter out in front of the store has been like lit on fire or there's a fire in it of some kind. Okay. Um and we come to find out later these two were, like, notorious for actually, like, starting small fires and just, like, making police chase them around town. They're just bored and they're assholes and they drink a lot. So these two guys,
1: yeah. we. I mean, I feel like if you live in a small town, you you know those guys in your town. You There's do. There's always one or two. Exactly. And always. And I knew that
0: it would come to us. So I'm like, I'm just going to put it out there now. These guys were just, like, kind of shit disturbers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we all have them. Yep, every town. Yeah,
0: some have the Bacon Brothers. I like
1: immediately thought of two people in my mind that oh, I could were, think of two people that I, that I went with. to high school with. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that like in my generation, that would be them. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, so two oh nine, Terry immediately calls the police, and he's like, "There's a huge fire outside. You need to get down here right away." All of a sudden, panic changes in Terry's voice, though, because he starts to also relay to the dispatch that there's a very well-known homeless man who lives in that bus shelter.
2: And that's his concern.
0: He doesn't know if he's near it, outside of it, or anything. So he's just raising concern for that. He said he sleeps in the shelter. He sleeps, like, he's well-known to everyone. He's always sleeping in, like, the same spot, the same direction, with his bag of stuff. Like, it's just, like, clockwork.
1: That's so nice that somebody was looking out for him, though. I know. I love that. So
0: Harley Lawrence, he was fairly well known to the community. He had lived there about a year. Um, and so at 210, Shannon, the other, the woman who's like two blocks away. So a minute later, she's leaving the Petrocan heading north to go to her next stop. And she's like actually cut off by the fire truck because it's already on the way there. So, obviously, she kind of follows it. She's intrigued. It's 2 in the morning. She's got nothing better to be doing. So, sure. I'd be kind of curious. Yeah. She can also kind of see the glow from where she is, so she knows it's not far. So, she's like, oh, shit, looks like Foodland's on fire.
1: hmm Well, and they just so had this weird, weird encounter. There. Yeah, and, like... I feel like you might be thinking about it in the back of your head. Like, you just had this weird like, encounter with these guys at the gas station.
0: Yeah, like... Yeah, there's something in you pulling you to see mm-hmm. what's going on, because... Maybe
1: you have information. Yeah, sure. Or just because right. humans are curious cats. Yeah, we just. So like she to follows.
0: Know. She sees the. It's actually the bus shelter, not the grocery store. She quickly calls James um, to let him know. A because it might be affecting his part of the route, and B because. He might want to come down there and just see if anything's going on that he can help with. Right. She takes a few pictures thinking that it's just a bus stop on fire and it's, like, something you won't see again and the news wasn't there yet. So, of course, we all pull out our, our smartphones. Of course. And she said it was kind of, like, weirdly beautiful, the contrast of, like, a fire against a night sky, which I totally get that. Immediately, though, after she took the photos, like, she had the same thought. Like, where's Harley. Mm -hmm. I don't see him, and she drives by him every morning at 2 a.m., and she sees him sleeping in the same direction in the same spot. Fire crews are able to dismantle the fire, but upon removal of all rubble, sut, broken materials, and what was left, they're able to see that between the remains of the bus shelter, there's severely charred human remains in the bus stop. Mm. No clothing is left on the remains. It's completely singed due to the inferno, um... And when fire crews initially arrived one thing that they said they noticed afterwards is all of the glow was coming from like the ground of the bus shelter which they thought was kind of odd but it's because it wasn't the bus shelter that was on fire. It was inside the bus shelter had been lit on fire. Okay. So the smell of gasoline was present once they were able to stop and really take in the whole scene. Locals said that when they would drive by, they would always see Harley sleeping lengthwise, like, north to south. So, almost, like, in front of the grocery store, lengthwise mm-hmm. with the front of the store. Okay. Upon inspection of the fire, though, oh, my God, this is so sad. They noticed that his body is facing east, referring to he likely tried to escape right. the bus shelter. Um, We come to find that mental health was a big factor to why he's on the streets. And that also plays into the consistent repetition of him doing things the exact same way. So that's why everyone was like, he wouldn't have been facing east. That means he would have been like laying out, facing out the door. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't follow the pattern of his day-to-day activities. No.
0: Apparently he always walked around with just like a cup and like a bag of like three things that were just like his staple. And it was like a blanket and... I don't know when you'll see his picture. He's like kind of cute as a button.
1: I really don't want to cry on today's recording, so I'm gonna not look at his picture because there's few things in this world that really get me and homeless people. People taking advantage of homeless people is one of them.
0: Yeah, I know, and I like I can tell that I'm starting to cry. Like and all I wasn't of those videos
1: that um go around online of like social experiments and like people on the streets are always so kind they they, yeah like they'll give
0: their like like that guy that's like hey do you have 50 cents for a cart and a homeless person will take it out of their cup that maybe has a dollar in it Mm -hmm. and they'll hand them like a thousand dollars but someone like you or i even walking into the store might without even thinking about it being like nope sorry Mm because we're in a hurry Yeah. Because I we always prioritized like, everything else in our lives.
1: Yeah. And I really try to make an effort to, like, make eye contact with, with people that are on the streets um, or, like, sitting outside of stores because the main theme is always that, like, they're not treated like people and they're just kind of, like, sloughed off as the, yeah, wasteland of society. So, like, I always really make an effort, even if I have no money, to just, like, make eye contact and or say, say hi, hi and treat them like a person and, like, the way that I see people who are homeless talked about online as That's our disgusting. homeless populations continue to grow in this living crisis is awful it's disgusting yeah there.
0: just because there's something and like for example in harley's case he didn't feel comfortable living in a home his mental health right wanted like he wanted to live out in the streets his family was loving and caring and checked on him yeah And this is what was best for him and what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And he was safe. He had people checking in on him. But that was something completely out of his control. Yeah. That's where he felt safe and comfortable. And you look at it like he's not good enough to get a home Mm -hmm. or to work or to this or that. And it's like, no, he has factors outside of his control that make that feel like his safe space. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you just ripped that from him.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, because it's not, like, your idea of a conventional life. life. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and there was a group of people that, like, for the most part, people were pretty okay with Harley in every way in the sense Mm -hmm. that, like, they would sit and chat with him and this and that, and they thought he was, like, pretty harmless. They said he was, like, a grumpy old guy and, like, he was really private and stuff. But, like, for the most part, he was literally this small town's only homeless person it wasn't right. like it was an epidemic here right he was the one and only homeless person and yes. that's what the community says everybody and someone went out was. of their way to dehumanize this person because he didn't fit in so did they
1: believe this was targeted then oh, we will get to it okay i mean i'm sure <laughs> we know. will i'm just like yeah. oh wow like who targets a homeless person that's just minding yeah. their own business I mean, oh, I hate even starting though. Of... This is the point that I
0: didn't finish with last before we started this tangent. But... Oh.
2: Okay.
1: We're gonna make it oh. through this, guys. We're gonna make Obviously,
0: it through. Obviously, because of where his body was located, it indicates that he was completely alive when he was set on fire. Of course. That was him trying to escape and when police, police, <laughs> police arrived. They spoke with the three witnesses, which were Terry the clerk, Shannon, and James the paper packers. They were quite eager to provide information and help in any way they could. Mm-hmm. Um, newspapers immediately the next morning, like all the information went out saying what had happened. Um, it was like we said, it was a very small town. It was in the paper, word of mouth, yeah, word everybody was spreading. Would have
1: known immediately.
0: Yeah, and it's like you're driving down the street and there's police tape everywhere. It's not like.
1: You can hide it. It's not like you live in a big enough town that you're just going to the other side of town to go to the store. No, um, there was like a an entire neighborhood blocked off and shut down in Nanaimo the other day, and I heard about it immediately. And I don't even live there, like right.
0: Like it's yeah. just so it's just the way it is in things. a small town.
1: Yeah, I mean Nanaimo can't even really be considered a small town anymore, but whatever.
0: I'm gonna take it in small terms of small island travels,
1: small island, if you will. Yeah.
0: So Harley was born in um Hansford or sorry Hansport. He was born September 26, 1951. He was 62 years old when he was murdered. He lived in the farming community growing up, and as a young man, Harley began to suddenly like not trust his loved ones as he became a young adult. He became to get distant, paranoid. Um he wanted to isolate himself. He preferred living outdoors. He had no history of addiction, though. This was solely a very tragic mental health situation. But like we said, his family checked in on him when they could. They kept an eye on him. So Berwick is about 120 kilometers northwest of Halifax. And this was a small town that he had moved to after... I think he had kind of been mistreated in the other town, but more so of the fact that they were just kind of like... We don't want homeless people here. It was a very blanketed and he didn't feel welcome. So he moved to this smaller town of Berwick about a year before this attack. And as we said, most people said he was pretty friendly unless you caught him on a wrong day. He was a grumpy old man. He was 62 years old and he just, that's who he was. So as the first and only homeless person, like I said, there was a small group that formed complaints against him. Um, but... Nothing really came of it, and he was happy to just sweep that under the rug, put it aside, and focus on the people that treated him well. Yep, and he had a comfortable situation later in the day on October 23rd. Back to the day of the crime, later in the day on the 23rd, a local man had heard that one of these men was wearing a plaid jacket on the news. Um, And his wife had mentioned that she had found a plaid jacket shoved under the bushes in their yard, just, like, by happenstance. So they Mm. immediately call the police. The jacket is collected. And it has no immediate matches on DNA, but that's just preliminary. So they send it away for further testing to be searched against multiple
2: databases. Hey listeners, I'm Christy, and I'm Melissa, and this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. Like if you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. She struck him on the back of his head with a frying pan almost killing him and was hospitalized for a severely fractured skull. She fractured she his She fractured skull. his skull. Wow. So the movie tangled was right. Frying That's pans right. are dangerous. They are. He feels like he is totally justified in the murder that he commits. Even after he's convicted, he feels justified. Oh yeah, to this day. That's a confident dirtbag right there. That's right. He believes that his victim had it coming. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Reviewing footage
0: of the CCTVs in the area... Although it's not directly on the bus stop, there's two men seen running from the area on other CCTV footage outside the area, but in two different directions. Oh. So it looks even more suspicious that now you have two people running from the same spot at 2 a.m. in opposite directions.
1: hmm No kidding. Yeah. I mean, you could have run in the same direction. It still would have looked suspicious as fuck, but...
0: It, totally, but it's just like... It's weird. You walk it, there together, you go to the gas station together, you're seeing, and, and then... Meh, and then you split. separate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Idiots. So,
0: one thing that's actually really positive, though, is based on all the CCTV footage that they're able to put together, they take it to the guy who's working at the gas station, and he's like, yeah, that's the guy. Because he yeah. saw him face-to-face, had a whole conversation about the truck being shitty or broken down. He's able to identify this as... 26 year old daniel wayne surrett who has like a myriad of convictions from drugs to assault there's about 40 of them he's already just wrapped a, a of mile shit. Long. great oh he's such a piece of shit the whole community is like exactly like what you said earlier like him and his little buddy are like I think they called them like rat shit or something like mm-hmm. oh there's rat shit over there and yeah. it just means those two guys it's just like we the all ti- know what it the means
1: periods of time that they're out of jail they're wreaking havoc until they're back in jail again yeah pretty much awesome so glad we keep letting them out so Oops. they go find
0: Daniel or Surit they find Surit he refuses to admit anything at all or that he was even in the area his mom and his girlfriend also back up his story saying that he was at home Saying that he had no part in it, and when he was asked about the fire, he was like, no, I have known nothing about this officer. October 24th, so immediately the next day, because again, this is a very low-crime city, Harley's autopsy has started right away. Fingerprints had to be used to confirm his identity because his body was badly damaged from the fire. Yeah. His cause of death was... uh. Thermal damage and inhalation. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, thermal insulation is like when you breathe in the fire. So it's like you also burn the inside of you. Mm-hmm. So you actually raise your body temperature so high that you die is essentially what it is. Cause of death burned alive. Yeah. Thermal inhalation though
1: specifically. That's like fucked. Like burned alive via thermal insulation. I've never actually inhalation. heard of, I didn't know that 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 was a thing. Like, I obviously yeah, was, knew that, like, you can die from smoke inhalation, but I didn't know, like, the scientific part of that.
0: Well, I read it, and then I was listening to two different podcasts about this. And in one of them, one host specifically had specified that said, like, oh, with inhalation, that means that he – it's they would say smoke inhalation, but thermal inhalation is actually taking the heat into your body. Right. And raising your core temperature and damaging, like, your mouth, your esophagus. Wow. Yeah. Whereas, like – if you were alive, for example, and died of smoke inhalation, your trachea would have soot in it and stuff, oh. whereas his was visibly burned. So wow. it's just, they look for two different things depending on, and that can also help figure out if there was, like, an accelerant used because right. the fire would, like, maintain differently. But yeah. Wild. Police are quick to announce the identity of the man, obviously, in the small town. We're quite sure everyone knew who it was, so they were quick to confirm that for uh, resources. Um, RCMP in the Annapolis, uh, like, Apple Capital Area Mental Health Association brought in other service providers to be able to help just everyone in the city because it was so traumatizing, as well as provide additional support to the firefighters specifically. They were really struggling with what they came upon at the scene
1: I had to see and clean up yeah and...
0: so they set up posts whether it was at like the fire hall the hospital within the community they were just making themselves available to everyone which i would actually like to commend a small city for Round doing that because i i don't think we take into account when it's a small town with no crime mm-hmm. how
1: big of an impact this can have on the entire community yeah for sure And often the resources aren't even available in a small town like that, right? Like many of those places don't even have victim services. So yeah, that's huge. No, these were brought in from a neighboring town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was actually talking to my uncle about that this weekend because he was an RCMP officer for 35 years and he said like many of the northern cities that he worked or there are no cities or towns where he was working is actually how he put it. But the places where really you need that the most, there's nothing available nothing yeah
0: no and it's i think it's again like we were just saying like smaller towns people who don't see it as often like i think we overestimate that everyone is desensitized to stuff and they're not mm-hmm. yeah so obviously the big question in the community is why why did this happen oh, yeah i immediately would like immediately locals are thinking maybe he had started a fire being that it's October and it was cold and it maybe caught on his clothing because he was wearing like a synthetic like ski jacket because it's cold out Um, he also had a plastic bag full of likely flammable items being like polyester and cotton blankets and jackets and stuff but I don't think that anyone really thought that was the case because it wasn't known or I didn't see it mentioned that he frequently had fires or was known to you know start fires in the bus stops because i think then police would be more in tune with who he
1: is and that would be i think they would have just shut the case down faster with that absolutely personally. if there was any indicators that he was already exhibiting that like type frequently. of behavior at all or had any history of starting fires i could see them immediately shutting it down, shutting it down i agree or like not looking as hard as they might normally but this police department sounds like they're doing a pretty damn good job so far. So I don't yeah know, maybe, maybe they would have. I don't know. Um, all
0: the memorial, or sorry, all the residents of Berwick pawned a little bit of money in, and they created a large memorial for Harley as well as to go towards uh, putting up funeral costs so they could host a funeral for him and made sure that all of his family and surrounding communities knew so that they could come.
1: Oh nice they also
0: did a full candlelight vigil at the bus stop and the foodland parking lot um and their mayor even came out and said like i'm so proud of our little town's response to such tragedy um and this was at like a big balloon release they did and they all the balloons said fly high harley when they released them now, don't get me wrong. I'm not all, I'm not for balloon release. I was
1: just going to say, okay. But um, I love
0: the sentiment of what they did. And they also put the same sentiment on T-shirts, which they
1: sold for a small mi- amount of money to go towards his funeral costs for the community. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, please don't release your balloons into the atmosphere, but I love the sentiment. Or paper lanterns. They still have a metal frame. The, the, The universe doesn't want our junk. Thanks. Just remember, what goes up comes down somewhere, and it's usually in the ocean. Yeah, we don't need any more dirt in there. No. Anyway, no, that's a lovely sentiment. I just cringe when I hear about helium and plastic going into the atmosphere. I
0: agree. I agree. I agree.
1: Around this time,
0: Surit began to complain to a local store clerk actually at the food land, who now knows, like... They put all the pieces together and they kind of have an idea that Surat's been questioned, he's being looked at. What he doesn't realize is the person that he's complaining to was also like there that night in the end. Like he came in for a shift and was part of all of this and helped identify him later and was like in the store after all this happened. And so what like, was he's he complaining just a-
1: about Harley?
0: No, he was in there complaining, like, I can't believe they think it's me. This is so dumb. It's oh. not me. I, I'm not even identified. I wasn't part of this interaction. Blah, 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 blah. I feel like so
1: that's immediately not highly would respond if it actually wasn't no. you.
0: But, like, Sir, it leaves the store and this guy's like, beep, 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 911. Yeah, this guy was just in here being real sus and, yeah. like, called the police immediately. Because he was on probation and had all these conditions, he was supposed to have a curfew, hence why there it mom is. said he should be home that night. Yep. No drugs, no alcohol, and to live a clean and safe lifestyle, as we hear many many parole officers say to their probation clients. Surat was actually called into police for drinking this night later by his own mother because he was smashing things in her house. He was yelling. That's not suspicious at all. No. So he's in there causing a ruckus and then hours later his mom's like, "Uh 911. You know this guy who's not supposed to be drinking. He's hammered and breaking shit in my house. He's wasted in my house being a clown. Can you yeah. come pick him up? Thanks." And they show up and he's like bleeding from like his hand and his face and his arm. He's like taken into custody. When they're leaving the house, he's in cuffs and he starts getting even more upset. He starts crying and freaking out and asking the officer to let him go so he can hug his mom.
1: She and then doesn't he blurts, want a hug from you, dude.
0: Well, he blurts out like it might be the last time you can hug me. And she still
1: refuses. She's still like, No. I I don't want to hug you right now. Me as a parent. (laughs) Goodbye. Well, and then when she refuses,
0: he's like, You don't know what I've done. I torched that Berwick bum. And bum is his words. I would never call him that. And the cops are right there. Oh, the cops are literally like behind him holding the cuffs right now. He's cuffed, being like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least idiots continue to be idiots. Well, it's like, Thank you for half a confession at least. I love that's it, right? It's like, yeah. Imagine being that cop though. You're just like, you're so stupid.
0: I thought this was just like a domestic disturbance.
1: Nope. And now I've just got a murder suspect arrested. What? Big day for a small town cop, honestly.
0: Well, as soon as they get back to the. Precinct, though, this guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say that. You took my words wrong. They're so out of context. You're using them against me. And because there's actually no evidence yet that it's him other than some word of mouth that they haven't been able to get all the evidence together for yet.
1: But did he have have a body cam on? No.
0: Didn't say, actually. I didn't look if he had a body cam. Like, fair. That still is evidence. I would assume not because this is 2013 in Canada and they, I think... They weren't legally mandated because that's mm. just as of recent. So yes. I would say no, being a small town. I think they're a little bit more small town cops, which is.
1: Not that that is enough evidence to hold somebody anyway, but it certainly would lend credence in court if you, you know, the more evidence, the better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well. And
0: although he was breaching his probation, once he sobered up, they had to release him and just report him to his probation officer. I was going to say his
1: probation officer. Like, could. It's
0: not. I think that's a big misconception for people like police might find you doing the thing wrong, but they don't do anything about it necessarily Mm -mm. unless you're endangering someone or yourself. Otherwise, they sober you up. They send you back home. They call your probation officer and they go, hey, John Smith was caught being drunk in public again and he has a no, no alcohol order. And it's your probation officer's responsibility to review all the facts and make a proper recommendation based on what you did and how you breached your probation. Yeah, correct. I hate when people are like, well, why didn't the police just arrest
1: him? Because they They can't always arrest someone. Mm -hmm. That's not... Yeah, like, it is their job, but in this case, it's not their job. It's not their job. So police had
0: this half-assed drunk confession, so they had to release him due to lack of evidence. But during this time, they approached Surratt's girlfriend like, overnight while he's in jail to talk to her now that he's kind of, like, out of the picture and not breathing down her neck. Right, because she had provided
1: Um, an alibi.
0: Yes, but now they're going to her and saying, hey, he started talking to us. This is what he said, because she wasn't in the room when he did that in front of the mom. So they think he's confessed to police, or she thinks they've confessed to police, and now he's talking. So now she's kind of like, oh, he's talking? Because I don't think any of these people are... That sober, to be honest.
1: Sure. sure.
0: Police are careful just to imply that Surratt's talking now. They press her and they believe that he's confessing. This is when she starts to mention that the other man at the house was his friend Kyle David Fredericks, who is a 25-year-old in the community, also known as Trippy. (laughs)
1: Cool nickname. Yeah.
0: So ding ding, here's our second suspect, though. Mm -hmm. She says they were together, they were drinking at the house. They go out. They just want to have some drunk fun. They left early in the morning, probably close to midnight. No idea where they were going or when they'd be back. This wasn't uncommon for these two losers. In the early morning, they did return, though, very upset. They immediately both took turns having a shower, changed into new clothes, but she cannot forget that smell of gasoline in her house. Gross. I mean, it's very strong. It is. And you know, it's like, even if you just get like a little bit on your hand when you pump gas, it's like, woo, woo. So she immediately started to um, to ask the men. Oh, yeah. Like why there was so many like police in the neighborhood. Like she kind of woke up and went like, holy shit, guys, do you know what's going on? Naturally, they were out all night. Do you know? Finally, like after she's like, what is it? I wonder what it is. Like just being nosy. He turns around and says, like, I lit him on fire.
2: There like it he, she
0: it's like almost like her incessant asking just like made him kind of snap and he just like Wah. after that she hears the two men in the other room talking um and surah tells frederick like deny 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 i will take all the blame for this i was there i'm just gonna say like you weren't even there um why so i don't know he was just like bro i got
1: you but like what
0: I don't know maybe it's because like he had a bigger rap sheet so he was kind of like oh buddy don't go down for this like maybe. i'm already but he later says like i'm never gonna get caught for this so i think he's just a... i think he was just fucked up on some stuff we sure. come to find out he was yeah. on a lot more than alcohol
1: right yeah just like no sensible reason
0: <laughs> yeah so he was concerned um also because frederick had been acquitted of like a criminal negligence charge because he had sold someone drugs and they overdosed. So I think that in the back of Surat's mind, like he had a better chance of getting away with this, but because the other guy had the criminal negligence and someone died that they would see that as like a double up and go harder on him, which he's probably not wrong.
1: But I don't know. Again, people already knew it was them. And it's like, don't murder people. And then you won't have to think of these things not that hard.
0: You're going to love this though. In early November, so just like weeks later, mm-hmm. they decided to deploy a Mr. Big technique on these guys. I can imagine
1: it didn't it didn't take them that long.
0: No. First interaction, probably that the, the smallest big Mr. Big
1: in. operation in the history of Mr. Big.
0: Oh, well, here's the reason why they did it. They tell him the why the first time they're together. Surratt says that he believes that Harley was planted in town by the police as an informant to essentially be, like, watching the town because he's (laughs) the only homeless person. What? He said that he had heard from word of mouth around town, like, him and Frederick had both heard that people have seen Harley use a cell phone, an ATM, like, they believe that he's actually, like, a person who goes home at night sometimes Homeless and, like, people can use cell phones and ATMs. I know a lot of people who work in the homeless community and with, like, outreach programs, and cell phones are provided very, very regularly.
1: It's A cell phone in this day and age is a necessity. It's not a luxury anymore,
0: people. No, It's a lifeline.
1: Because, like, there are no pay phones anymore. Yeah.
0: And just because someone's homeless doesn't mean they don't get, like, social assistance checks he could even use an atm
1: that's some paranoid and like skewed fucking thinking like that their brains must just be fried from whatever they're putting inside of them
2: Mm -hmm.
0: well and in this process they're able to find that There's like one teeny weeny outstanding warrant for Surit. So when he makes this allegation, they're like, let's pick him up on this other warrant. Let's get him off the streets and let's deploy Mr. Big on Kyle. Love to see it. Let's do this. So they pick him up for his warrant. He gets six months. So now they go, great. We have six months to use Mr. Big on Kyle. Police can talk to the girlfriend and the mom more. We can do this. Yep. So... Just as we approach December, the plaid coat gets its results back as well. So he's in jail and we get results back. So that's wicked. It's a full DNA match. Of course it is. Because his obviously has a sample in the system from his previous 40 convictions and oh charges gosh, he was arrested on. I'm shocked. Yeah. So pan to Kyle and Mr. Big just chilling over here now. He's trying to get proof of him or confirmation that Surat did it or did it all. Specifically, who lit the lighter or the match or like who lit the fire? Kyle says that even on nights that they were bored, he confirms that they were the two in the neighborhood that would go out and set fires everywhere.
1: Right. As I was saying earlier. Cool. I'm so glad you're proud of your accomplishments.
0: Yeah. And he goes, well, this night was no different. So we just like hit up the gas station, got our little jug of gas. Beep, boop, beep and they just like went off wandering as they were waiting at the gas station like by the curb they also spotted James and Shannon across the road packing the papers so they just like stalled for a bit and that was kind of the commotion is because like these two guys were like moving around the parking lot and that's why they saw them they were just literally lingering stalling standing in front of them hey look at us
1: we're lingering and stalling
0: yeah like right in front of you maybe walk down another street and kill some time if you want to linger buddy like it's two in the morning they're not looking at anyone else anyway as they're walking away finally when you know eye contact breaks surit says that he really wants to quote unquote light up the homeless guy when they approach the bus stop, they find Harley with his guard down, sound asleep with his, like, hood up and everything. So he probably didn't even hear them. Surratt starts pouring gasoline all over Harley, but Harley didn't move or wake up when the, it was poured on them. So I don't know if they were just doing it really lightly, but I did see mention that he didn't wake up during that. Um, that's when Surratt leans down with a lighter and lights the edge of the fabric that he's wearing um, with a lighter. Carly didn't move before they took off because they stood there for a minute and, like, watched. But at the same time, he has so many layers on because he's sleeping in the streets. Right. And they could have, like, lit the bag that was next to him with his stuff in it. Like, we don't know exactly what piece of clothing was where the fire started
1: like and didn't even light the bus stop on fire because like at the beginning of, of this i was like you know let's hope that they were just being arsonists and he happened to be in there and that's equally as awful but actually this is fucking worse because they intentionally a lit him on fire like they went and got gasoline what kind of garbage it. do you talked have to about be? it a bit more Walked down
0: there, willingly poured it on him, and then lit it. Like, they had so many times to change their mind.
1: This person did nothing to you except for talk on the phone and go to an ATM.
0: And we don't even know if he did those. Those were just things that they said that they saw or heard word of mouth so that they could justify that he was an informant.
1: Well, and, like, not to mention it doesn't matter if he did or didn't. But, like, all I'm saying is he didn't fucking... He literally was minding his own business. Yeah. Um lock him up forever frederick Bye.
0: said that he actually had to kind of like jump back a bit because he was just standing there when sir like leaned down and light lit the fire right. that like when the flames went up he actually had to kind of like jump back because he was standing so close as i said the men stood and watched for a minute before taking off in completely different directions and that's what we saw on cctv they ditch some of their clothes along the way, such as the red plaid jacket gets shoved under a bush. Um, the men then go opposite directions, meet back at Surat's house. That's when they start showering, getting cleaned up. By this point, it's about three a.m. I would—that's ass- what we assume based on the girlfriend's recollection. It took weeks for them to actually dispose of, like, the container for the gasoline. Though it was just like sitting on the one guy's deck. For, like, weeks. They just didn't care to get rid of it. And even that Fredericks guy was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, get rid of it. So eventually they, like, took it up the mountain and threw it into the bushes or something like that. Like, so dumb. Um, So Fredericks thought that he, and, like, kind of mentioned this to the informant, that he thought that he would be better off if it was, like, out of the picture. And, like, he even, like, acted out the murder for this Mr. Big to ensure that, like he kind of eliminated himself from the pro like the whole thing like he's like i was there but i didn't actually do it but you could Which, have i mean mr it. big aren't you supposed to be like the tough guy like yeah i did it
1: i mean if if you're, you're looking for to that get into like a club. if you're looking for that level of approval sure
0: and they were i think that was the thing like because when he got out after the six months they both immediately went to talk to the mr big
1: guy being like hey let's go hang out with our buddy like mm, okay. it was very odd yeah I mean, it's a pretty heinous crime. I can see why you'd want to try and separate yourself from it. Even like the most awful person, I would like, I can, I can appreciate that you don't want to be associated with this because it's heinous
0: and so senseless. Person
1: comes in, and I think that this
0: person kind of was like, I don't want to be involved. This is going on too long. I don't know what's going on. Like, I think she's kind of equally a shitty person like them, in terms of her habits and. Stuff like that. But I think that she's a better person than them in the sense that she has a conscience because this is where Sabrina Ketty enters the chat. Okay. She strolls in to talk to police and she says that that night those two shitheads came to her house after leaving. Right? So the girlfriend says it's like midnight, 1 a.m. They leave the house, whatever. They go to her house and they show up with like weed, Dilaudid, MDMA, cocaine, booze like everything so dilaudid. we can only imagine what they're on
1: yeah yeah they gave me dilaudid after i had surgery like with through an iv and i was woo. yeah as soon as yeah, i hear everybody taking that i'm like that's not the vibe that's not the move if you're not highly in pain you will yeah, it, not think straight it needs to be all. focused
0: on the pain or else you're just fucking yourself it up.
1: makes you so loopy
0: Ugh. nope, can't do it. I'm not a fan of being out of my own element or out of control, so... Yeah. So April 24th, 2014, the six months are up. Surat's getting out. This is where they're going to both meet up with Mr. Big. He meets up with them. They begin talking about how, like, quickly Surret was incriminated in this and what could incriminate himself, and he confirms all the things that police thought incriminated him. He confirms them all to the Mr. Big, of including that he wasn't wearing gloves. He didn't wear them when he disposed of the jug. So there could be fingerprints on it. Still. He didn't um, wear gloves when he used the lighter, nothing. He also confirms that clothes were, some of them were burned. Some of them were thrown in garbage and some were disposed along the way. So they also want to try and recollect those if possible. Sir so goes into great detail about how he poured the gasoline how he lit the lighter, and every other detail involved in that evening to Mr. Big. To prove that he's not a liability, though, Surret tells them that he has heard from the community that all the CCTV footage is, like, soups blurry, and there's no need to worry. No one's gonna find him. Bro. Okay. You've already been picked up as a suspect.
1: Because of CCTV footage, you actual Because moron.
0: they literally took it and were like, is this the guy to the gas station? He was like, yep,
1: that's a clear enough picture. That's surret And like in a small town, there's not that many options. Again, Katie oh. and I both grew up in like pretty small towns. Like, you know... Sometimes you
0: can just recognize that red plaid jacket because you know someone that wears that jacket every fucking day. There's
1: no random people that, like, might look like you.
0: And if they're stranger to you, they're not stranger to your neighbor. You ask two people close to you, and you'll know who someone is or what's going on. Like we said, small town. Small town living. You can't get away with much. Pros and cons to it. Yeah. (laughs) So the day he's arrested, he goes to Mr. Big, tells all this shit. (laughs) <laughs> that same night, he's arrested again.
1: Of course he is. He's
0: literally out for like less than 12 hours. It's so dumb. So, to get Sabrina Ketty's whole story now in conjunction with the information they've just collected, she says, she shoots him a text like, yo, come over, let's smoke a joint, let's get high. Bring weed. They show up with the gas bottle um, and then when they see like that sabrina's high enough and good enough they kind of make this impression to her they're going to go out have some fun so they take off but as they're leaving they kind of say like fuck it let's do it and they pick up the gas can and so she refers that to them so that's a big indication that they had the plan actually like well before they went to the gas station Mm -hmm. confirming that frederick said let's go grab 10 bucks in gas the gas attendant confirmed it the truck broken down stories now confirmed. Um, the why? He thought he was a cop. He literally thought Harley was a cop. It's so fucking dumb. He even had the same conversation with this Sabrina Ketty girl. He's like, right. Yeah, don't you think that homeless guy's a cop? Isn't it weird? Yeah. But that gives then, them
1: intent, right? And that's important.
0: Totally. And then they can piece together that they left there. The girlfriend confirms when they came back, they showered, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Whatever.
1: They have a timeline.
0: Yeah. Immediately when he's arrested. This douchebag
1: writes Harley's family, like, an apology letter. No, thank so you. So also
0: incriminating himself,
1: like. I'm good. I'll, I will do without that letter. Yeah. Thanks. Please don't send it now, to
0: me. Now, well, and upon further questioning, they now find out that, okay, so Sabrina Ketty knew you we were going to do this. Your mom knew you did it. Your girlfriend knew you did it. You had an accomplice. Like, how many people knew about this fucking crime and never said anything either?
1: Yeah.
0: It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So they're immediately both charged and with first degree murder. And then another person after both are arrested comes forward and admits that he knew about this crime. It's another guy named Kyle McKenzie who lives in the same home with them. Told police later about this strange interaction that he had with Surratt back then. And he says, Surratt like came into his room after he had showered that morning, like still soaking wet. And was like, hey man, I did it the bum's on fire i lit the bum on fire and like left his room check okay bye
1: I will, I will i don't
0: know if maybe he just like went back to sleep thinking it was just like some weird His just dude does drugs all the
1: time he says right. weird shit right right um what were you gonna say? i was going to say like i i will say more than likely the people that this guy associates himself with are not very trusting of police and probably have their Mm -hmm. own things that they're scared of. Like these people are all doing drugs that are more than likely they're not allowed to have. Um, And so I understand the I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's not entirely shocking to me that these people didn't come forward because I'm sure that they were either scared to be implicated in the crime themselves, scared to be caught with all these other crimes that they're committing on a regular basis that they're getting away with. Like, it. I don't know that this is a demographic of people that are, are super friendly with the police. Comfortable, yeah. Yeah. But I, I also, I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I just... No, but I mean I get where you're coming from, I and I think the shitty behavior.
0: I think it lends to this fact, though. Also, we're at the six month mark after this has happened, and his mom is just now coming forward with her information.
1: Right. Which is. But like, I also think better. at
0: this point we all know that mom has lied, and mom has realized like, okay, I gotta fess up or I'm gonna be in shit now. Mm-hmm. Um. So. She finally goes to police and says, you know, that morning I did see him wearing a t-shirt and PJ pants. He had just gotten out of the shower at a weird time of the morning. There was quite a commotion in the home. And he said, I've done something bad to the bum. So he's now mentioned to three people, maybe four, that yeah. he's done something to quote unquote the bum. And I'm just saying this because we know that Harley is considered the bum in their eyes he is the only person in town they consider this so why did they not take more action it, no it's just, it really bothers me
1: i 100 agree like multiple people now know that he has committed this somebody and it's, say it's something. it's shameful that nobody said anything i'm just saying that like more than likely like the reason devastated. they didn't is because they were too scared of getting caught for shit themselves
0: yeah well yeah Because it's at this time, too, that, like, because she's standing talking to them, she can see all the first responders down the road, like, all the lights flashing that, like, they're not far from there. They just ran around the block and were home, essentially, it seemed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So she's standing in the living room and she's also asking questions why and that's, he just repeats, I've done something bad to the bum. Both the guys decide that they are going to plead not guilty to first-degree murder. Guys... Upon going to trial, though, they do change their plea to guilty for second-degree murder, both of them. Harley's brother had passed away in that six-month period during that, and they say that because of the stress on him and his family, his heart just gave out. He had a heart attack, and they truly believe that if this stress hadn't been put on their family, his like he would have had a much longer life. I 100% i agree too especially he's in his 60s he had a lot of life ahead of him potentially his brother wasn't probably wasn't that much older or younger than him at the trial so surat apologized for what he had did but really didn't take any accountability and he didn't actually take the stand it was just during like witness state or sorry uh family impact statements
1: and like i don't know my opinion is like you're looking for a reduced sentence like you, you wrote an apology, and the only time you talk is to say you're sorry and you didn't. Your mean attorney it. told you that if you didn't go up there and at least look like you felt bad, you were going to get the maximum sentence. And so you went up there and tried to look like you felt bad. Yep. That's I mean everything I've heard about this guy, sorry, but you don't Well, care I love what you this did.
0: next move. Going into Frederick's um, trial, he was like, I don't wanna talk. I'm not giving a statement after that. And the judge was like, Okay, I respect that. That's your right at the trial though he was like oh actually I do want to talk and the judge was like no yeah. you said no you don't get to you
1: don't get a word and it is the judge's call and he was just like nah good I love that yep. your voice does not need to be heard it
0: it doesn't need to be the last one
1: Nope. that gets their accommodations met right now too nope. and like you have made your mark yeah you know what I mean like we we don't need any more from you we're good nope the judge handed down a sentence of
0: 25 years or life to it. Um, So 25 years before parole eligibility or attempts are made. Frederick's got 18 years before eligibility. Um,
1: yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I... He seemed a lot less culpable. He was a
0: lot less culpable, and I think they did take into account the drug use and stuff like that as what he would, like, go along with was maybe a little bit more... loose than otherwise so i think they took both those factors into account he may have just been going along with what his buddy wanted um Mm -hmm. but that piece of shit sir when he's like being taken out of the courtroom they're like how do you feel about your sentence or something like that you know like the typical like do you think the sentence was fair and all he did was said i hope it gets the family closure like it was nothing about the sentence he didn't even give a shit he was just like well i hope they get what they want out of it
1: that's weird
0: it's like No.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. Harley's family reflected that they struggle to live now with their new life. They struggle from severe nightmares, all of them. Uh, They're all working hard to get their lives back on track, but it's still a struggle. Uh, His tombstone says always remembered still wandering and has, like, a man with, like, the uh, handkerchief like on a stick walking away from a home cute yeah it's really sweet and then there's like this anvil this like giant anvil shaped like memorial that they've built in a community garden that's Um, so nice
1: yeah
0: um and the community all agreed that it was worth the money that they would never rebuild the bus stop exactly in that spot so they moved it like it's only like meters away but they were like we'll never put it back it's like a foot away (laughs) oh yeah it's like literally like meters like not far like you're you have to move like half a block down the point. to go to the bus stop. But it's the right thing to do. Um,
1: and yeah, that's that's my case. That's so sad, but so interesting. And you did such a nice job once again.
0: i just really lost it after the crying. So I lost it about seven minutes in, but that's okay.
1: No, you didn't lose it at all. You've been killing I feel like it. I was lately. just like stumbling over my words after no. that. Cause I was like, <laughs> no, we can all agree you did a great job of honoring Harley in this in this beautiful way. No, thank you for sharing. Like,
0: I think oh. if anyone googles him though, they'll see the picture. That's just like it's the most known picture of him. And even when I saw it, I was like, I remember this news story.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, it's just like there's
0: one picture and. Uh, it's. It might actually be because he lives such a transient lifestyle. There's really no pictures of him. So when yeah. they needed to use a photo, it was the same photo used for everything, really. Right. Um, but yeah, he was a very handsome young man. I saw a picture of him when he was like a teenager back in, oh. back in his day. But well, I think it goes to show that everybody struggles with mental health. And it's important also to just, like, support people how you can. Like, knowing his family still checked in on him and cared for him when they could from afar was just, like, so sweet.
1: And, like, the way they want to be supported and sometimes what you think is best for somebody might not be what they think is best for them and that's okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, from everything I read, it seemed like there were, like I said, never an issue with drugs or alcohol, but he really just did not feel like being in... Um, like a premise or like a home or a building to live his life he felt too confined he wasn't comfortable and that caused him a lot of additional stress
1: and so he lived the life that was right for him well and then somebody took it away yep so they're a piece of shit yep looking at you kyle Uh uh-huh and I daniel think, daniel's was, uh, the worst i was gonna say i think kyle daniel frederick kyle I don't was know. the
0: 18 year guy he was frederick's uh oh daniel was the 25 year guy
1: you know what they weren't important in my brain to the story so i just didn't remember their names correctly sorry not no, sorry it's,
0: honestly it was just one of those cases that like the whole time i was reading it i actually was trying to think of if there was a way i could do it without even giving them any names
1: yeah literally fuck those guys
0: but I was listening to a podcast about it, and they were like, if you look up the pic- their pictures, they just look like the guys you want to punch in the face, like just by looking at them. And I looked up their pictures, and I was like, yeah, you do.
1: They look like douchebags. <laughs> well, they are douchebags, so. Thank you for being here, mm-hmm. though. Thank you for listening to this episode once again of Podcast by Proxy. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday, as we always are. Uh, same time, same place. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Case suggestions. proxy at gmail.com. I was going to say yeah. case, case suggestions, suggestions to podcast at proxy at gmail.com. We've been getting lots of those lately. And uh, I really try to prioritize those ones these days just because I, I really want to cover the stuff that you guys send us because usually I've never heard of it before. Um, but I do have a couple planned episodes coming up, so keep an eye out for those.
0: I also feel like I have a few on my list that were like the big ones we were scared to tackle two yes. years ago. That I'm like really getting that itch, like you said the other
1: day. And yeah. I also have
0: a few. So definitely,
1: we've been hit toying. us up with some of the
0: mm-hmm. big ones if you really want them covered.
1: Yeah, we've been toying with the idea of doing Robert Picton or the the pig farmer um, East Van. Because I don't want to make it about Robert Picton, and that's really what I'm grappling with. No, it's doing about that case um, is is
0: sex workers or transient young women that were murdered in the upper
1: yeah. End. So we are gonna get to those. It's just about how we cover them because I think we are a lot more thoughtful about how we cover cases now than maybe when we first started. Um, which well, the is, reality
0: of it is, it could be like a month long. Case like it could be 4 one hour segments because everything I've ever listened to on Picton is at least three parts, literally
1: so long. So and yeah. I
0: think that we also want to be transparent that that's a month undertaking potentially if we yes. do that. So it's also going to mean repetition in what you guys are hearing for a month. Mm-hmm. So we also want to make sure that we're not leaving you guys like high and dry. If that's not what you want, you don't want to have to take a month off from us. So yeah. Just so, want to plan accordingly as well.
1: We are we definitely have there's stuff going on behind the scenes. We don't just like pull a case out of our ass. Well, sometimes we do, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we do, but but there is planning involved. But we're always happy for case suggestions. So yeah, send them our way, long story short. And uh we will see you on the flippity flop. Bye. <laughs> I'll call you soon. Okay. <gasps> okay. Bye. 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 How do I stop this shit? I'll
0: stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>